With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, August 10th, and we are here answering your questions, trying to help you navigate the next best decision that you can make on your financial journey. It can be tough. We get it. I mean, the emotional aspect of what we talk about can really lead you astray. Hey, I wrote a whole book about it. But it is also important to know that if we can get the money part right, we'll help you get through the emotional stuff. And hopefully the two can meet and bring you to uh, a better place. So if you've got a question, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And of course, let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Today, we are talking to Dave from Pennsylvania. Hi, Dave. What brings you to us today? Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Uh, I have a question about a mortgage. Okay. Back in 2015, I went through a painful divorce and uh, out of the agreement, I got to keep the house. At the time, I decided to do a 5-1 adjustable rate mortgage. I didn't think I was going to stay in the house much longer. Kind of gave myself a, an artificial deadline of sorts. Mm-hmm. Time heals wounds. And after doing some improvements, I'm kind of inclined to stay in the house now. Oh, that's kind of cool. So so it's 2015. You do five years. It's fixed. It must be a pretty low rate. It was fixed for five years and then it adjusts every year after that. How how often is the adjustment? Every year after that. So the, the mortgage was finalized in 2017. So I just hit that five-year mark. So what is the new adjustment for this year? It was three and seven-eighths and now it's four seven-eighths. Okay. How is the jump in rate um, how are you doing that with you? Like, how do you feel about the cash flow around that right now? The full point resulted in a, a hundred dollars a month increase just for interest. Oh, wow. Okay. How much is the house worth? Uh, market value right now is about 300. Okay. And what's the outstanding mortgage balance? 145. And now you're going to stay in it. Now you're like, I want this, right? Uh, for several reasons. It's a good location. Houses don't go... F- on sale for on the street very often. Very popular neighborhood. I'm close to everything. The biggest factor is my youngest daughter. We're, we're a couple blocks from all of the schools, middle, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school. Moving would be kind of an inconvenience 
on top of that, we're not going to let you move. We're going to figure this out. How old is your youngest daughter? She's 10. How old are you, Dave? I'm 44. 44. And do you have other kids? I have one other kid. She just started high school. Okay. So older daughter in high school. And they're both in public school, right? Okay, great. Now, as part of the divorce, do you have to pay any alimony or uh, child support or anything like that? Child support, yes. Okay. And that lasts until after college? How how does it work for you? That's a great question. There is no formal documentation that it's kind of I don't know how to answer this question. Huh, that's interesting because um, usually child support would go until the child reaches age of majority or end of college that's usually how most documents would put it down there and obviously you know once your older daughter is 22 years old you're not paying child support anymore so there won't be anything ongoing there how much is the total child support right now it's an interesting question Jill because it's kind of it's not it's not part of the agreement. It's Oh, I see. You're just giving like, oh, let me help you. Yeah. You're a nice guy. Thanks. <laughs> All right. How much is that? So it's not formal, but how much has that amount been so far-ish? Um, up until last month, it was 600 Now I'm giving her 700 you know, based on gas prices and supply and demand. Okay. All right. Look, you want her to take care of your kids. You're a good right. guy. Okay. So 700 a month. All right. How much do you earn, Dave? We'll call it a 100 even. Out of that 100, after you pay for the everything, like how much, how's your cash flow? Are you putting money into retirement? What's happening for you? Uh, uh, retirement's about 10%. Okay, uh, great. I got a company match, and then I'm adding more on top of that. Okay. How much money's in your retirement plan right now? I, I would, let's say 50000 right now. That's how I got to keep the house. Oh, you did a quadra. You gave her Correct. a good chunk. Okay, that's fine. So fifty thousand now. How about money in the bank? Just savings. We'll say ten thousand in the bank. Very minimal debt. Okay, like a little credit card that you pay off every month, or or more than that. Uh, a, a three thousand dollars on a car loan. Okay. Do you think that you're going to have pretty consistent income going forward? I just had my 15-year anniversary on last Friday. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. And will there be a pension benefit? Private company, just uh, all I have is the uh, 401. Okay. Have you gone out and researched the new mortgage rates? Lightly. Okay. So, Mark, can you give me what a $145,000 mortgage would be at 5.3% right now for a 30-year fixed for Dave. That's what I want to see. And we're going to see what your principal and interest payment would be based on that because that's the prevailing rate. So obviously, 4 and 7 eighths, 4.875 is cheap. You know, you'd be paying a half a point. But you, you know, if we could get you into a mortgage at 5.3% right this second and, and have a fixed rate mortgage, you never have to adjust. You don't have to worry about anything. That might give you a little peace of mind. So, Mark, do you have a, what is 145 at 5.3? Just about $800. So what are you paying now for your mortgage, Dave? With taxes and... Uh, Homeowners. Uh, let's, I think it just went up to about 12 25 do you know what your taxes are? You don't know. You don't have it split out. Like if it's twelve twenty-five, do you think that's like four hundred of that is taxes and homeowners? Interest five ninety-one, principal two forty-nine. Hey, eight forty, unbelievable. Okay, here's what we got, Dave. Right now, your principal and interest is eight hundred forty dollars a month, and if we were to refi right this second, 
it would be $800 a month or so. So it would be the same payment as now. And if you have a payment at this level, do you feel comfortable? You feel like you can make this work? You feel like, okay, I can pay my bills. I can do everything. Then we're good. So I would look at refinancing this house right now because I don't think you can afford to wait because I think you have a bigger risk in rates jumping on you than rates going down. And if you roll the dice, you're definitely going to pay more next year. Um, The question is whether after that rates will go down. You may have another chance to refinance in some years, but if we knew that you could fix this rate right now, you would be set. You would be able to pay for this. And so here's what I would suggest. Go out and search for a more a new mortgage. And, you know, I would talk to, do you have the current mortgage with a, a big bank or a local credit union? Wh- which one is it with? Well, yeah, I would look and see if they want to give you a fixed rate and see if what they would charge you. It might be cheaper to do it that way. But if you get a $145,000 mortgage at 5.3%, you are going to basically have the exact same payment. The reason why we want it to be fixed for 30 years is that if you go down to a 20 year or a 15 year, your payment will jump up and you won't have free cash flow. So you need cash flow right now until we get this 10 year old to college. Like we really just need, we really, really need you to have as much cash as possible because we know that, you know, at least for say five or six years, there's going to be $700 a month. Maybe it'll be three fifty after your older daughter is done with college. Did you plan on sending these kids to college? What do you think? Uh, I haven't decided. I kind of need to let them tell me what they want to do. I had that same freedom. Here's what I think. You can't pay for college. That's what I know. Because you have a house, but you need to save more for retirement. So what I'm seeing is this. Here's like the steps in the process. Go out and talk to your, when we get done, you're going to call up your current lender and say, I'm at four and seven eighths. I want to, what would you charge me for a 30 year fixed rate mortgage with no points? Make sure you say no points. Okay. Okay. And then you're going to go and ask, go out to like a morgue, any, any other like a mortgage broker and see if they can get you something better. But you would give the bank the first shot because they'll often be cheaper. Then- Once you get this mortgage fixed, you're going to take a deep breath and we're going to try to rebuild some of your savings. The first thing that I want to do is get rid of the car loan. That'll go away eventually. When, how much more time left on the car loan? Two years. Okay. So that'll be gone. That's good. But we want you to have a bigger cash cushion. We want you to have at least six months of your expenses that are in the bank. And then once you have that, what do you think you spend? I mean, you're saying 700 a month. You've got uh, 1200 here. This, what do you figure you spend every month? Four grand? Does that sound about right? That sounds about right. Yeah. So if it's four grand a month, we really would like you to have more like, you know, let's say 25 grand in savings. Like, so you'll get rid of the car loan, you build up your savings, you get 25 grand in there. Once you have your 25 grand, you have no car loan. Then we're going to start to increase the amount of money you put into your retirement account. And that amount, you'll have to see kind of what the other demands will be on your cash flow, but you could put more money in there. You can put up, you know, you can put like 20, you can basically double the amount of money you're putting away. But once we get this mortgage fixed, it's going to alleviate the pressure that you're going to feel of the unknown. It doesn't mean that this is the lowest rate you'll ever have. It just means that 
we want you to not sweat it. You'll stay in your house. You know you can afford it right now. And I think that'll be make you feel better. Look, the other thing is that around the, the non-formal child support, I just think you have to be very careful that you are not putting so much money out there that you're shortchanging your own financial security. Okay? Understood. Uh, that, that was done in such a way that we would uh, we stayed away from courts. Because all that money that goes into that is just taken away from the kids. That was, the, oh, yeah. We agreed to that. So, all right. Well, so I'm sorry you went through a crapo divorce, but Mark, know. what else am I forgetting? Oh, do you have life insurance on your life? Like, if you were to drop dead, what happens? What does the ex get? That's an excellent question on what the ex gets. I don't think the ex, ex gets anything. Well, how's she, how's she going to afford to raise these kids without money? Great question, but not my problem. I'm dead. Okay. All right. All right. You still have the kids though. It's about, it's not about her. It's about the kids. It's about the kids, right? So like, all I'm saying to you is right now, listen to me, how much life insurance do you have through work? Uh, enough to pay off the house, 150. Okay. And then if, so again, your kids are, they're minors still. So do you have a will? I don't think so. Not, not one that would, not, not a legally binding. Okay. We need you to actually do this. Who's the beneficiary on the policy? It's gotta be someone, right? Is it the kids who are the beneficiaries? I'd have to download it and look to see what I did after the divorce. Okay. So here's what you have to do. This is the one thing about divorce that actually is good to have lawyers for, which is we want to make sure, I presume that if you were to drop dead, your wife is, your ex-wife is going to be raising these kids, right? I hope so. Okay. So, if that's the case and she, I mean, do you have full custody? Split 50-50. Okay. So, I mean, if something were to happen to you and you had no will, your wife would absolutely ha- be the guardian of these kids. The question is, should she be the beneficiary of your life insurance policy so that she could either move back into the house sell the house. I mean, you have to make, there has to be some sort of accounting for, you know, it's something, and it is a high probability that this is completely unnecessary. If something bad happens to you, we've got to make sure your kids are taken care of. And if your wife is the kind of person, your ex-wife is a kind of person who's not going to be good with money, then you've got to make some sort of accommodation for taking care of the kids so that your wife doesn't plow through all the money with her next boyfriend. Trust fund? Right? Well, trust fund is sort of a funny word, but it's the money would be in trust and someone would have to oversee it. Do you have a sibling that you trust? Do you have someone in your life who can make sure that, you know, everything's kosher with the handling of the finances? I do, but let's say I didn't. How would I third party that? What would you do for that? Um, well, you can name an institution, the financial overseer. Like you could say to a bank, I need you or a trust company to say like, I need you to make sure my ex doesn't plow through the money and that there's a beneficiary. It's better if it's a human being. It really is. It's better if there's like somebody in your life, like a brother, a sister, a dear friend. It can be anybody who is going to be able to say, yes. Dave's ex, you have custody of these children. I control the money. And so then, who's, the, who's the beneficiary? My, my brother. So the kids, the kids are the, the kids are the beneficiaries and you have somebody who is assigned the financial responsibility of managing the assets on their behalf. So you got to see a lawyer. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, see that? Mark, the poor guy, he's like, I got away with not having a lawyer. This you need a lawyer for. This you cannot do with an online you, you have to have a lawyer do this. And it has to be an estate lawyer. It can't be like, oh, the guy who did my real estate closing. No. 
Otherwise, I think you're in good shape because I think that you're rebuilding and we're in rebuilding mode and you're going to work for a while. We're going to get these kids grown. You're going to be fine, but let's take the right precautions. Okay. Question for you, Jill. Yes, sir. Why are you talking me out of a 15-year mortgage? Because how am I going to – because if you have a 15-year mortgage, okay, your cash flow is going to be terrible. So instead of your $800 a month that you're paying, you're paying $840 now. Instead of going to eight hundred a month, your payment is going to be—I don't know—just for the principal and interest. Mark, you want to do a fifteen-year for principal of interest and interest of one forty-five at about twelve hundred. Now you would have to pay twelve hundred dollars a month in principal and interest, so an extra four hundred dollars a month. I don't see that you have four hundred dollars a month of leeway right now because you want me to build up the nest egg. Yes. Let me put in a lower rate. So I'll get a lower rate. So what do you think the rate would be? Four. Uh, four and a half, four, six. Yeah, that's 1100. 1100. Okay. So the reason is that first of all, we don't know what's going to happen with your kids. We don't know. I mean, if you said to me, if you said, if you had no child support going out to the ex, okay, and you wanted to do a 15 year, I'd still say it's a bad idea. We want you to have flexibility. And right now we need that extra cash flow to build up your savings and put more money in retirement. You only have 50 grand in retirement. So we need you to actually get that number up. I'm going to want you to put $20,000 a year into retirement eventually in a few years when we get, you know, when we get through some of this, this other stuff, unless you're going to be making a lot more money going forward, then, you know, we really need your cash flow. You can pay your mortgage down. Let's say it's 10 years from now and you're like, you know what, Jill, life's good. Everything's done. I want to pay my mortgage off early. Fine. But we still need that, especially in this next 10 years when your youngest, or we've got to get that youngest kid up, out, and launched, and either in college or something else. And we need the money to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I always thought paying off the mortgage was the goal. It, it is to some people, but not for me, because you pay that mortgage off and you have no money to put into savings. Something bad happens, and then all of a sudden you're in debt, or you're forced to sell your house at the wrong time. Absolutely not. Remember, I mean, you can pay your mortgage down early, but right now you need that extra $400, $400 a month. You need it. You're not living, you're not so flush. If you, if you had a ton of extra cash flow, it might be different, but I don't think you have that. Think of it this way. You're giving yourself the opportunity to fund different things. It could be college. It could be your own retirement. It could be just an emergency reserve fund. You need that flexibility. You must have that. And without having a longer term, we are stretching your payments out and you're going to get an advantage. You're going to get a tax benefit from that. But you know, what is most important is that we've got to give you options. And if all that money is going to pay down the house, then you won't have the options. So we need you to have some options while you are still young and you have a lot of needs. You've got two kids. We've got to deal with this. The complication is not to think too long term. I think that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I think that you don't have to, like long term, we can do lots of different things. We need, this next 10 years is critical for you. This is where people get into trouble, these 10 years. Because if you're 55 and you're coming up short and all of a sudden different circumstances arise, that's when it's much more difficult to kind of come up with a good game plan. I think you got a good game plan. I'm not saying you're going to have to stay in, the house forever. You have to get your kids through school. Maybe at the end, by the way, maybe 10 years from now, you're like, okay, 
my youngest daughter is in college. I'm done. I'm selling the house. I am now in a great place. And now you won't even have any mortgage. There are a lot of things that are going to happen, but we need this 10-year period to get you back on your feet financially, to lock down these interest rates, to make sure you've got savings that is sufficient to cover an emergency, to get your retirement you know, up to that more like a 20% from a 10%. There's a lot of things we got to do. But one thing at a time. Number one, let's get that mortgage refied. Refi the mortgage. Call a lawyer. Call a lawyer. Take a deep breath. Got it. Take a deep breath and hang in there. Keep listening to Jill on Money, okay? Got it. So, Dave, thank you for joining us. If you, like Dave, going through some sort of big transition, this is a big transition for Dave, uh, then we would love to hear from you. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you would come on the air. While you're on the website, check out all that fabulous content that is created and refreshed all the time. It's fantastic. Leave us a rating and review on Apple and try to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.